let the nerds take over. Us? Huh? All right, so this episode of Nerdables, we're going to be talking about Venom getting snuck into the movie theaters later in October of, what, 2018, I guess it is? Mm-hmm. Uh, Beauty and the That's Beast. Like the whole story. <laughs> blowing <laughs> away. Don't give it away in the lead, bro. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, we'll talk about Beauty and the Beast and their numbers for this weekend. Uh, Marvel's Netflix Iron Fist makes an impact this weekend. <laughs> and we say goodbye to Bernie Wrightson. Uh, welcome me, welcome, welcome me, welcome me, and only wow. me this week. <laughs> That's well, where we're going. <laughs> I'm going to welcome, besides myself, <laughs> Chris, Sebastian, Mikey, and Ethan. Welcome, guys. Hey, I wasn't trying to exclude you, but you know, yeah, you can we pay somebody to do our open? <laughs> Some professional. What's wrong with it? It's so Nerdables is hiring for it. <laughs> <laughs> the only so person that we're going to pay. The pay is small. <laughs> Very small. But it's exposure. They just need to record one intro. But hey, you know what? The we'll hours this week, light. we talk about Marvel, Star Wars, DC, and some <laughs> other stuff. Go. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, Ethan brought it to our attention that apparently Sony is... Under the radar, I guess, talking about doing Venom for October 2018. Yeah, they let it slip that they that they were working on Venom in it, some form. It was like quietly released, like you know, it wasn't like mad, a press like, release. Kinda. Was it a priest? Oh uh, yeah, a, a priest release. <laughs> it wasn't a priest release because you know those churches nowadays tell us all about our movie news. Well, here's my question. And lo, the Lord said, Venom will be out not this year, but the but next. next. Here, here's the question though. In the tenth month of this has of nothing to do with Marvel Studios. So is Spider Man going it's to Sony? I know that. Yeah. But Marvel Studios is in working with Sony to do well, Homecoming. But they're specifically co producing Spider Man. Right. Sony can still do whatever they want. If they decide that Spider Man Homecoming Spectacular Two, they don't want any Marvel involvement, then they don't have to have any Marvel involvement. But the question is then if Spider-Man is in the MCU. Sure. Then, if he's in a movie with Venom, generously does loaned, that make Venom... Generously in... loaned to the MCU by Sony Pictures. Sure. But does that... Because Sony wants to have a hit of a Spider-Man movie yes, again. Yes, they want... Yeah, they want... They want but my question is, if they have Spider-Man in the movie, does that make Venom in the MCU? They can make... They can make Spider-Man 2 for all they want, have nothing to do with the previous Spider-Man movie, and just say, oh, it's Homecoming 2, uh, Avengers, what's that? No, no, no. He just got knocked on the head a little too hard trying to save that bus of people. Okay, or do you do a Venom movie with no Spider-Man? I can see them doing that. I can An see Eddie them. Brock Venom? I can see them, well, uh, especially the, the most recent incarnation of Eddie Brock's Venom is that he was, you know, a, a soldier, yeah. being a spy, under control of the Venom suit. It's not the most well-known or recognizable but i can easily see them going that route to give him a completely separate storyline from spider-man that is just hey this is venom he was a symbiote yeah because they don't want to cover he things used like to Secret be Wars evil. again yeah you know because it's something that they really can't do without marvel's permission so they could just do what they did for spider-man 3 and what they did in the animated series which was he was a symbiote that came from space latched itself onto Spider-Man, do some prologue stuff, then it's Eddie Brock, or the government finds it. They turn him into a weapon. Sure, I can see that. He came from space. Yeah, there you go. Um, in, fact, is, in fact, I see opening scene. Here's the, It'll my be thing a is Venom, Venom is like one of my favorite characters in the Spider-Man universe. No, so. really? No, it's not. Just I was just kidding. Okay. Yeah. No, but... Uh, like for Carnage. Huh? Better than liking Carnage. <laughs> Shut up. But like the way that they did Venom in Spider Man Three, the Sam Raimi. You loved that one, didn't you? No, that was terrible. Is that one of your top five Marvels? And, and and the sad part is, is that it's not like he wasn't on the right track for doing a good Venom story, but mm-hmm. production, you know, production rumors abound of just him 
being forced to use a character he never liked or wanted to do. Right. So he just sort of made it a very wet blanket of a Yeah, but there's like also three different villains in that movie, wasn't yes. there? Yeah. So it's like Yeah, there's Venom's um the uh, Sandman, Sandman, Sandman and, and Topher Grace. Topher No, no. <laughs> it's Spider-Man. Oh, trust me, he's an he's an enemy to that film. No, it was, it was the new goblin. It was, it was Harry. Yeah. It was Harry it was as Goblin. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. It was so. Dancing Spider-Man. There's four villains. Yes. Emo Spider-Man was the villain Dancing too. Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire. I just imagine a Sam Raimi going. It's like they want me to use Venom. I'll show them a Venom movie. <laughs> Here's a the piece of ass movie, Venom. and then the jokes on him because that movie made more money than either of the first two. Yeah. No. No. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, it killed the franchise, but it made more money than the, either of the first two. Well, you got to think about. It. He. I mean, Raimi did come out and say that he almost tanked that movie on purpose. Almost. <laughs> he tanked that yeah, movie but he on purpose. Gains out of it anyway. I mean, yeah, allegedly. Yeah, no, he still got it. paid. Trust yeah. me. Remy's not sitting there going, "Oh gosh, oh, darn yeah. shucks, I wish I'd done something." He got paid. Sony got paid. Everybody got paid. And I mean, he won. The out only the- loser out of all of that is the fans that went to see it, <laughs> or went to Although see it I twice liked- in twenty-four hours. <laughs> I, I do want to go see his. Uh, I did want to see his Spider-Man Four, which I'm I'm going to assume they use the skeleton of it for this movie because uh, it was uh, John Malkovich as the Vulture was yeah. his casting choice. Which sound you know you're going to put John Malkovich in a movie sold. sold you had a Sony executive go, who the f is the Vulture? Right. I said, what's this character here with the teeth and the tongue and the black thing? What is that? That's hot, right? Let's well, do that. Well, well, now you're making it sound like somebody went like. Oh, we want to do the Vulture for Spider-Man Homecoming. Who's that? You know that character in Birdman that uh, Batman from 1989 played? Yeah, we're going to do him as the bad guy. No, Marvel went, look, we're going to do the Vulture, and we know how to do him right. Maybe. Maybe. We'll but, see. Uh, but I can, I, can, I can easily see that at some point somebody just went, yeah, we're going to do Venom. Or here's the thing. I mean, no one said anything. You know Marvel what? could be involved. They could. No, that's absolutely true. They could be involved. Nobody if knows. It is, I mean, you can only have... You can have Rumor in Venom red in the Venom movie above all of this. Yeah. versus Spider Man, and it doesn't mean anything to the MCU because it's a story between the two of them. Right. right. It's not whatever that story is doesn't have to be so big that you sort of would look at every other Marvel project and go, "Why didn't they mention the Venom thing?" Oh, sure. It doesn't have to tie into any of the. Right. Yeah. They stuff, don't. They don't. They don't. Need, they don't need uh, Tony Stark to show up and give mm. us exposition for ten minutes about what Venom is. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, uh, if you look at the Homecoming trailer. They need Tony Stark to do everything in every movie ever. But you're right. I mean, there's things like with the Mandarin and things like that that never got mentioned with it, other than within its own movie. Yeah, I don't think they mentioned that at Marvel Studios. <laughs> I would, I would no, love they, to see it as did, a. They did that entire short film for the Mandarin. I know. So. Yes, I would love to see it as a as like a chase film between Spider-Man and Venom. I want to see it as a I can't imagine psychological talkie between two heads yeah. of just Peter and Eddie just just talking it out. Just talk just to for him. two hours, like Eddie man. just standing there in the mirror with and yeah. Venom on the other side of the mirror. Yeah, and Willem Dafoe walks in the background. For <laughs> um, but the one thing that that they the, need that to that make that sure that, that's another Watch. one. Oh, Willem Dafoe's back for some reason. Sure, I'll go see it. Okay, Watch well, the, now that Ethan like, yeah, brought it up, what would be a good what would be a good plot for a Venom movie if you're just making it about Venom? Then you do the Flash Thompson as a super soldier, the super soldier suit. Sure. Which, which would, again, would be would be interesting to go. I wouldn't mind seeing that. No, you make it into kind of like, I mean, even like a war film. It would be cheaper film. for them, that's for be sure. a lot cheaper. You turn him into, you make it a war film with a supernatural element Just of take Winter Soldier, the change the names around. <laughs> <laughs> and boom, you got, yourself, you got yourself Venom. Because the whole, that was the whole, he gets the suit, he's able to control it, he becomes. Right. It, you know, in. Was he an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the comic, or was he working for the he U.S. Was, government? He was working for the U.S. government, but then he right. lost his legs. Yeah. Well, that was... The, he had lost right, his legs. Right, but when he got he, Venom, yeah. when he got Venom, he becomes Agent he, Venom, he which... was he paraplegic before he got the suit? I think And the so. suit gave him the use of his legs again? Yeah. So that same idea, because he... No, he lost no, his he, legs No, he completely. lost his legs. Did he lose his... Yeah, yeah he, he lost, lost his legs before war. he got the suit, well, yeah, he lost, yeah, he lost... Yeah, he was in Iraq when yeah. he got his yeah. legs blown off. But that was before he got the suit. Yes. Okay, That that I thought you had... The way you had mentioned it, I thought you were insinuating. No, then the suit gave him legs, and then Peter went back and gave him, uh, or Superior Peter came back and gave him metal legs, but then the metal legs weren't working right or something, and the symbiont had to take back over. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he was working for the government, he was working as a soldier, doing secret missions in 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 the war. And then he was in Guardians, and then they're like, eh, we're not going to do this anymore. Well, then they went to Planet. series with... Some jerk off. <laughs> well, when he was in the Guardian series, he, they went to Planet Venom or Planet the Symbiont Planet, and then 
they told about why the symbiont had left or something, and then was, they they went sad. on and started doing the own their sad. <laughs> the venom you know one. Get out of this planet. It was um, just traveling through space, and the Beyonder just snatches him up as he's trying to find other worlds. And... Would you would you take the Venom movie out out of uh, you know in space? Or would you would you do the Flash Thompson? Yeah, everything's story? better you mean, in space. You mean place it in space, or have his origin be of space? Because well, you know, you got to do... we're gonna do an origin, then you know, just just I mean, because even then, like the beginning of Spider Man Three was just very very simple. It's a little tiny meteorite crash lands in Central Park and latches itself onto Peter's um, scooter. And that's really all you need for what it is. Right. And and again, you know, you got that opening shot. And then, you know, as they pull back out into the window, you see the meteor streak across space and you have some kid watching a black and white sci-fi movie and it's, you know, it came from space and you hear the... <laughs> and boom, you got your intro sequence, roll, roll opening credits. Boom, you got Eddie Brock taking pictures somewhere and then he's like, oh, what's this goo on my shoe? He brings it home. Boom! You got yourself a movie. He thinks he stepped on gum and yeah, it's like so stretching. Boom! Yeah. You got yourself. You got yourself. Boom! Billion. I like how you turned into super pitch man. Boom! You got, you got yourself. Just, a you movie. got yourself a billion dollar You got the gum. You got the shoe. You got the Eddie. The picture. You gotta call it a picture. You got 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 you Space. 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 He's got to get space back. How does, how does it work? You, got, you know, it's space. It's Look, space. It, it speaks for itself. How, how does it mutate into guns and stuff? It's space. 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 How does it give them night vision? Uh, it's space. Everything it's space. This is still all speculation. I mean, they haven't set a, yeah, a so hard date again, yet. Again, we are 100%. October 5th, 2018. Yeah. That is the, the date that they gave us. And what they give for... Uh, production date or shooting which date. is amazing which, mean, which means they also said probably in pre-production right now in some form in some form yeah. they gave a hard date haven't started shooting anything at all we've been hearing about the batman for a year yeah and somewhere in, in some article it's unlikely to start shooting before 2018 have you seen all the movies that dc supposedly has slated yeah they should they, all those they, ones that they had slated they're not working any of them yeah and joe mangliangalagalagalo or whatever <laughs> Was uh he was I doing he added press for the Smurfs animated movie because yeah. that's a thing, and they asked him about Deathstroke if he was still, if he was in if he was gonna play Deathstroke in the Batman movie. He's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> what what's that character? The, the death 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 what? Death what? Hey, see you know because they're gonna rewrite the whole film. I gotta, so I gotta be like... Gargamel again or something. <laughs> is he Gargamel? No, no uh, Hank Azaria was Gargamel. Was Gargamel. I don't. Is he doing the for the animated? I don't know. I strictly only, animated. I don't. I just. I just saw the photos of Hank Azaria in makeup as Gargamel. And I was like, well, I got something right. Oh no, it worked. I, he was. He was good. And I've seen the first one and a half of the second one. You poor dear. <laughs> I have a Smurfs kid. in space. I have a kid. You know. Yeah, she didn't matter. watch any of them. No, she did. She loves yeah, you Smurfs. The, you, you can't, you can't blame space, your kid for your choices. <laughs> she loved the. That's the first fantastic. One. She can watch them on her own. I can't, I can't judge too harshly. It's the Smurfs. It's for kids. So, you know. Smurfs was cool. I always loved the Smurfs when I was little. Smurfs were idiots. I was. I, was, la, 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 the only I don't look. You've got Brainy and they all were this. Smurfy. You know who they don't have? Engineer Smurf. You know why? Because they could never finish that. They had that. Handy. No. They got to pick their Smurf No, race. Handy is the guy oh, who looks at the map. Okay. But no, they need like a structural engineer because it takes them 63 seasons. Still not done with the dam. They need Fraggles. Yes, <laughs> every every stinking episode, they're still working on the dam, and not oh, they're plugging a hole well, here they, or there. Well, they they're tiny. working on it's like nine years. Well, the to dam be, keeps getting fair, destroyed, and Gargamel keeps. Sending it didn't get that destroyed cat. that much. Yeah, it got destroyed like nope. every other week. No, got destroyed it was like, like X Men Mansion. Actually, it always getting destroyed they, they, because just like Central America or not Central. But America, you see, but with the X Men Mansion, <laughs> the Midwest, it gets destroyed every with week. Tornadoes. But you just build Tornado it up Island. again by the exactly. next episode. They finished it. No, it's nothing happens to it, and they're still okay. Well, X Men are mutants. They have powers. You're talking. Which one has construction Smurfs, powers? Smurfs are three apples high. Times, Come on. When did it get... Because if look, the dam look, goes... The hold on. If the dam goes... Hold on. If the dam goes, that whole mushroom village gets destroyed, and yes. they're all dead. Where was that episode? So, no, it doesn't get destroyed that often. They just can't finish it. Well, no, the Smurf village idiots. is next to the dam. Well, they can't finish it because then the show would be over. Well, the show could be... Did, no, because it never had a plot to do with the dam. It's just at some point... Well, thank you, know, you for joining us for our Grandpa Smurf is sitting there going, Hey, kids, let's go get some mushrooms. And then it's just watching... Nah, 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 with the little hammers and stuff. 
Like what? Just finish the stupid thing already. Where, where do the snorks fit into all of this? Oh, the they were, were the, awesome. see, they were under the water, under the, in yeah, the dam. They were on the other side of the dam. Yeah, on the other side of it. <laughs> oh, so it was like a channel where, situation. Where's that? You have France and England yeah. working together to <laughs> so complete two. So see, yeah, no, the gu- the gummy bears were in England, and the Smurfs were in France, and then the snorks were in the channel. Okay, they were helping. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. I'm glad we we and, uh, where does Voyage Under the that? Sea fit under the? But Nobody watched Voyage Under the Sea. Disney didn't own the Smurfs. What, where's, the, the Smurfs. where's our Smurfs? You know, uh, Hanna Barbera. Remember when you used to have you, you used know, to have crossovers between channels? Yeah. Yeah. Primetime TV that used to have <laughs> okay. crossovers between channels. So we have what Smurfs, Snorks, Alvin and the Chipmunks, all these. Guys. Alvin and the Chipmunks were all the way on the, the other the side. Cinematic no, universe. They were. Alvin and the Chipmunks were all the way in America we being have our exploited by you know the Chip the Rex. guy that put together uh, there we go. Uh, put together that no he basically the the Svengali uh, <laughs> I don't remember that well, I don't no, remember that what, episode what was uh um what was it, Dave Dave, was Dave. Dave yeah Dave Dave was much like all remember the guy down in Florida basically manipulated all these boy bands and yeah, stuff yeah yeah Lou whatever Lou Perlman that's what that's what Dave was. He, then he, took got these, the he took ads. these three talking chipmunks uh-huh. and put them basically into forced slave labor. And then found three female chipmunks. Well, eventually, then. yeah, when they needed to make a movie out of chipmunks having sex. <laughs> wow. Oh, that, oh my God, they're so hot. So anyways, Venom. Let's, let's keep going before before the police just come in with their black helicopters. Hey, chip happens. Chip happens. Oh, God. Yeah. I chip saw wrecked. that. I was like, "Oh man, Chris was right about the." What, what was the other one? Because there was chipwrecked. What was the other chip? And chip one. Uh, the road wolf. chip That's what it was road road, road, road chip. chip and squeak wolf. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so, anyways, Venom is going to be fighting the chipmunks and uh, the Smurfs. Smurfs. Oh, <laughs> and maybe I have a special appearance by the Snorks. Yeah. Well, hey. Look, if Alvin gets taken over by the symbiote, I'm okay with it. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> Alvin, we need, we need our cin- we need our cinematic universes. That that is the way of the world now. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Everybody wondering how everything. Well, that's why they're rebooting, or not really rebooting, but continuing on with Matrix without the Wachowskis or anybody else. <laughs> and Michael B. Jordan in the lead. That's gonna be. Dumb. Is that who they're? That's who. That's who's up for it. The next one, I guess. Or is he playing young Morpheus? Nobody can decide. <laughs> <laughs> it's a prequel. I don't think it's gonna actually. Get... <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm willing to put money that it. I can see that being the most likely scenario that Michael B. Jordan would be playing young Morpheus as he's, you know, beginning discovers his search for the, the one. Yeah. yeah, discovers everything, that's... and he's not even the first person to discover it. He's like the tenth person to discover this and try, but he's the mm. most successful of the bunch. No, I mean like <laughs> discovering that this is this is that the the yeah. world they're in is fake. Yes, I, you don't I, think I they would continue that. it on after? No, no. Because the continuation after is just the cycle starting over again, and you'd have the same three movies over and over. Right, again. which would be what you but would you seem can, to be doing. Do, but you can do more tales from the Matrix universe. I mean, the the Animatrix did some really cool stuff with yeah. how humanity fell to the machines and the other the ones in the in the Matrix cinematic universe. So they can do they can do it. <laughs> the other ones, because you can't have just one. Well, he is, he they is are the, the one. one. Other to one. reset uh, the matrix and save a specific portion of the population, because well, and within the, but with that scenario, you could redo it now that Michael B. Would, Jordan would be the one, and you would yeah, but it would be the same movies all over again because well, they were very be, explicit about how it's the same process over yes. and over again endlessly. It would just be the same movie, and then you'd have him meet up with Colonel Sanders, and Colonel Sanders would tell him that you're the thirteenth one. And we go through this process but over and over again. But maybe because the one is they, black this time, it will no. change it. We don't know. It doesn't change. Because Morpheus could be white now. It doesn't really ch- No, because it's not Morpheus is the same, but the, the process of finding the one and setting a specific set of humans free, you know, is But this one is works, though, and at the end of the war, you know, that, that great spot where you get that great feeling where they're like, oh, they destroyed <laughs> them. Oh, wait, no, they just signed a treaty. And like, okay, we won't bother you. A treaty. Yeah. And then you can go sit there and have your rave parties. Instead of, you know, like looking for food or something. And then, you know, all of a sudden you have a gigantic base with all these mechs and stuff. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> bro. The first one's like, we have a submarine and that's it. And then the second one, they're like, well, we have like a submarine and a rave party. And then the third one's like, we have a gigantic hangar filled with freaking Robotech and Gundams all over the place. <laughs> Is this one of those franchises that really needs to be reboot, rebooted or no. remade? No. 
But that is my answer for everything, though. So. The, the thing is, they came up with such a great movie beforehand that, you know, why not just leave it? And then a movie that was, wasn't too bad, and then a movie that was kind of god But it also yeah. wasn't their idea But anyways. even, like, the series, it was like, they were, you know... Warner Brothers went through years of litigation because the Wachowskis had taken the script from somebody else. Right. But see, that's see, this is the problem with Warner Brothers right now. They're so desperate to have a... A continuing franchise or a cinematic universe like Marvel does. I mean, and DC obviously well, is bombing. Well, well, Matrix made the money. Harry Potter is making Harry Potter. Yes, but, but the thing is, is they're not really comparable series. Everybody's, I mean, trying to find. Yeah. I mean, everybody's trying to trying to trying to dig out their niche. So they can have an endless stream of things like Transformers movies. The Matrix trilogy, for for what is worth, is. I, I mean, it's hard to say that it was of its time, but it's also one of those things, like, it's very finite, and there were things you could do with it, absolutely. Do I personally would say, like, no, we should do more of them? I go, no, I don't really need them. I, I had everything I wanted. Right. But no, you could easily do stories about Morpheus finding the people who help him man the Nebuchadnezzar, because he's searching for the one, so there's an untold It's always tough to do that story when you know the ending of the sure. story at large. Absolutely, but there are things you can learn about the machines. Something as big, yeah. I mean, hey. something as big as the Star Wars universe when you have a whole galaxy you to know, explore and, is kind of easy. Yeah. But when you're just, you know, machines and mm-hmm. people plugged into them. But even for you're the watching ones, Morpheus find the one, who cares? Because right. you know he's not the one. He's not Keanu. So right. what are you going to do? Mr. Whoa. Anderson. Keanu. Oh my God, I got Bill and Ted figures from Entertainment Earth. So amazing. So no, there's things you could do with the Matrix. I mean, heck, you could you could you could do an entire movie series about humanity making the machines and then the war with the machines that's terminator yeah of course but the terminator was also stolen from uh from uh oh my gosh twilight zone from no outer limits oh was it outer limits yeah he stole it uh from outer limits but that's okay james cameron steals a lot of stuff Still, still that. I'm but sure again, he stole aliens. He's, but he's he also, stole Titanic. Apparently, that was like a story. That, that was something the that happened. <laughs> but again, he found this story about a sinking big ship. He's like, I'm gonna make a movie out of that. The machines taking over humanity is also something that is not new at all. He that, saw Rain Gully and went, I can make yeah, that. And Fern Gully. What is Rain Gully. Rain Gully is. Uh, You're thinking Fern Gully. Fern Gully. Wow. Yeah, and Fern Gully is just a ripoff of Dances with Wolves. So you know. Dances with Wolves is just a ripoff of. Really happened to the yeah, but no, Ferngully came out before before Dances with Wolves, I think. No, it was a Don Bluth movie. This was in the nineties, probably around maybe the same time. This was Dances with Wolves. Yeah, they get. I mean, they're pretty close to being around the same time. So now Um, we're discussing Dances with Wolves and (laughs) Ferngully. So that Venom movie. So Venom. (laughs) Venom's gonna be in the Matrix. (laughs) Yes, that's gonna be crazy. Speaking about movies. Beauty and the Beast yeah, opened. Fergal is 1992. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. And uh, Dances with Wolves 1990. But again, mm-hmm. stories of people finding other cultures that are being decimated and them joining them. Again, that's not that's not new. Avatar. So it's one of those things like... That's no, what we're a- talking Avatar about. Avatar is everything smashed into one. But yes, finding other... Because, you know, the excellently non-racist Last Samurai. With Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise, yeah. <laughs> so no, it's been... I'll make my own movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's one of the best bits in the Dave Chappelle show ever. So, Beauty and the Beast this weekend made, made a lot of money. Beast. Opened what? It was 150, 170? Which is not unexpected. Beauty and the Beast is like their, yeah. like probably one of their singularly most popular. Mm-hmm. Franchises from the nineties. They yeah. say it beat out uh, Batman vs Superman from oh, last it? year. Oh. Yeah, three hundred and fifty million worldwide. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, and, I mean, and it's been it's been getting decent reviews. I think. Could you imagine how much more money it would have made if there wasn't that stupid gay person in it that everyone <laughs> would not went to see the movie? Which was so subtle and it, it was one funny. Of, <laughs> it, it was great. It's one of those weird things too, where like I can't imagine that it was. And then once once you like read and watch clips, it's like that's it. This is like as in the original movie. There's a lot of interpretations you can make for the character. I always sort of assume that LeFou is kind of... He's just an adoring fan. Either an yeah. adoring fan, but he also sort of feels like a, like a younger brother who's sort of in yeah. the shadow being yeah. bullied. But it's not LeFou. But, he's also, but he also about. is, again... He's yes, a, he's yeah. a, LeFou is the, is the gay character. He's the gay character. Who did you think? But the guy that gets... Uh... When they break into the I'm castle and the guy that gets wrapped up with the, the wardrobe. The beast is the gay character. Well, the that, that, guys but, run away and then the last guy is like, 
But that was just it. When so you get to the very end of it in the you dance, you couldn't even pick out the mm. character. Then there's really nothing to even worry yeah. about, right? But even the character you're talking about that really enjoyed the the wardrobe turning him into a girl, or dressing him, uh, a, a tra- yeah. Which is just, which is just but comedy. at the end of it, not... in the end of it, the at the dance at the very end of it, you see LeFou dancing with a girl, and she spins away, and he spins in, mm. and there's like a very, very, very quick moment of. Ooh, hi. How are you? You know, it, but it, it happens so fast that you you won't notice it. Like Ethan probably didn't even notice it. But if you mm-hmm. just happen to be sitting there and you, you're looking at LeFou going, "All right, I've seen some you know character," you catch it. Complaints over homosexual characters is so passe. I'm I'm baffled because not not it, I mean not even like big news here. I think the big news came that was it Thailand. Yeah, uh, Disney refused to release the movie in uh, in maybe Thailand because they said take out the scene or we're not going to air it. Look, mm-hmm. and and Disney said, well, we're just not going to show it there. Russia, I think, just bumped up the parental rating, so now your kids have to go with you. to Yeah, see it. well, Russia outlawed <laughs> homosexuality. In Russia, we say insane. no gay. Then we bring tattoo to close ceremony for Olympics. <laughs> What? Oh, they pretend to be lesbians. Oh, what we do wrong? <laughs> um, oh yeah, now all these kids have about got the gay. Yes, so did everybody else. <laughs> but that was one of the funny. I and mean, that's the thing: you have a country that has all but outlawed being homosexual. Yes. And then to close your Winter Olympics in Sochi uh, four years ago or whatever, two years ago, you have tattoo perform. Their yeah. entire shtick in the early two thousands or whenever the hell they came out was that they were lipstick lesbians. Right. That was their whole thing. Yeah. That, like, here's that rave was... music to have sex to, and her and I are going to kiss on stage once in a while. Yep. And it's funny to see, you know, at the time when they would ever be on a talk show or whatever, they'd always, like, cut away from it really quick. Oh, we can't show this or whatever. Yeah, and they'd like, always be touching hands or something. Yeah, but... watching, like, two chicks have sex on every primetime show in America. Yeah. Um, Chicago Lesbians. That's the next NBC show. <laughs> but, see, Josh Gatt did such a good job with this that oh, yeah. that it's so subtle that if you are a kid, you would never oh, catch yeah. it. Adults would go, yeah. oh, wait, oh God, that's kind of a, a quirky little twist. But now that they've said, nope, look, he's gay, you know, it really, you're looking for those moments. Sure. And I'm sure if they hadn't said anything, nobody would really notice. I'm sure a few, I'm sure there would be uh, fan message boards on the internet fighting each yes. other on Twitter about it. But, but until you get until you get to the moment where you have the one character, that, you know, you have those three characters, and, it, and it's something that's right out of the cartoon, sure. where the wardrobe takes, you know, starts throwing clothes out, and it hits yeah. three of the guys that are attacking the castle, and you know they're dressed in drag. Spoiler all of a sudden. alert! By the way, if you've not seen a movie that's twenty years old now, right? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, Chris hasn't seen it. So you know, at the end of it, where you see the one guy that just makes this real subtle turn when the wardrobe does it, like, like I'm fabulous, like I, yeah. <laughs> That he likes it, or this was something new that he enjoyed. You, you know, there's like only a couple moments, and most of those moments that are the gay moments aren't even Josh Gad. They're they're the moment with the drag, and then the moment at the end that doesn't you know have Josh Gad in it or LeFou in it. But you would never have got that LeFou was gay until the other guy comes up to him, you know, in the dance. Hmm. Did anyone say anything about Buffalo Love? Is that no? No one say anything about that. About falling in love with the Buffalo. I still um, feel bad for that because he's like in like the original prologue from the first anime movie. It's like, oh, an eleven-year-old kid is alone in this castle, and then some some old lady shows up. I want to stay here. Sorry, ma'am, I can't let you in. My parents are at home. Oh well. And reveals herself to be a beautiful witch. I'm going to punish you now for not showing any sort of kindness. Without hey, giving any Buffalo. spoilers away with the movie. I thought that the film did a excellent job staying true to the original. There were some scenes that I swear, if you would put to clarify, animated movie because that is also a the original, book, and that is, again, that's one of those completely different. No, we're talking design. about the the TV series that was on CBS back in the nineties. Oh, good, the Ron Perlman one. That was awesome. Linda Hamilton. <laughs> yes, the Linda. That's the one where she's chasing the robot, trying to kill it, right? Yes. <laughs> Actually, Ron Perlman is, uh, as a Terminator would uh, not be too bad. Yeah, no, right? In fact, they probably should have gotten him for that, uh, <laughs> that Genesis Fox TV show. Oh, instead of inst- well, no, they wanted to have a cute girl as that, so that way people would sure they want sex appeal. But I go, eh, Ron Perlman, he would make a great, um, a, a great nod. He's sexier than Summer Glau. Come on, no, seriously, <laughs> she was leading that. 
No, I know. That's oh, what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> now, but no, when you put the animated film up with the with the the new 2017 live yeah, CG it's action, be like a 90 percent carbon copy. There, there are there. I mean, there are moments that are you could put them up together, yeah. and the scene plays out exactly the same. There's dialogue that is straight from the mm-hmm. animated, but the then the songs are even. I mean, most well, of them are like. Um, extended in a sense. Well, they, no, they, they probably took from some of the. Like, from what I understand, they took from some of the Broadway. Stuff. No, they didn't. That was the, the well, the the original songs that were or the, from the animated series, yeah. and then they did extensions for them in on Broadway. They did the yeah. Broadway extensions, but this one did have like five or six new, new songs, original oh, songs, yeah. just for this movie, mm-hmm. and the moments that they added to this to expand it or to fill in montages. Sure. sure made sense it wasn't like it was something that was forced in there you know kind of like cinderella and yeah, some of the I others because it, it's live action they want it to be a little bit longer because the animated movies are all they all top out about 90 to 100 minutes right but that. you also have to think that in an animated movie you can do a song with a montage right to tell a little bit of passing of time sure whereas with a live action movie it works but it's kind of so cheesy and cliche now that it doesn't work mm. whereas totally you, works. you've never seen a sports film <laughs> well that's where it does a baseball work. season yeah. go past in four minutes that's right. how but but in something like this Hitting where the balls getting them over the fence where you're trying to have two characters fall in love especially being so different sure you can't just do a, a montage you have to give them a little bit of moments and a little bit of you know a couple scenes together where they are Stumbling over each other or yeah. finding each other. So, okay. So, in seeing the original animated film and seeing this, you like this one. I love this one. You're I, the I only still, person I know that's. Actually I still said love that. the original. But you're the only person I know that's actually said that. Every well, other person well, that I've seen, a, hold on, that has seen both, rates the new one as a terrible piece of dung. To eh. Really? No, yes. I. I have to agree with Rich. I, I walked out of that. I'm movie. not. No, I'm just saying that that's the first read. The the. Six or seven people that I know yeah. that talked about it over the weekend that said that they saw the two no, no, I thought the, it was terrible. One I, of them is someone who one. doesn't like anything, so I'll throw that one out. So I, 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 I This movie them. could be a... Depending on what else comes out this year, it could be a nomination for Best Picture. When you oh, no. That, Transformers like, is coming no, out this year. No, Transformers it could. Is it could. Gonna, no, Transformers the, is coming out this year. Transformers 5 is going to be And say that everyone I've talked to has... like The Rotten Tomato score is like 70-75%, and everybody... That I know, again, anecdotal <coughs> evidence, but has sort of been like, it's all right. It's all right. You know, it's got good music, good visuals and stuff like that. So everybody's, everybody, at least everybody I've talked to, no one's given it high praise. But they've all gone, it's been better than, you know, most of the previous ones. Jungle Book being that sort of separate because it's not really the princess story musical. Right. So no, I'm, I've, I've not heard anybody mm. who's absolutely hated it. And I've not heard anybody apart from yourself, Rich, who's like really, really enjoyed it. Uh, but there, there was one review, and I, I want to quote this review because it was a... Uh, Amazing, because I get the feeling that this person didn't really know what they were sitting in, but I was uh, <laughs> talking to... This is a movie? <laughs> there <laughs> are people on the screen talking to each other. This is a talking picture? What? It's a talkie. It's a talkie, kids. This uh, isn't on my phone? This is somebody that just spends all their time watching YouTube videos? No, this was Reason Magazine, and this is one of the, this is one of the excerpts that I, wanted, that I wanted to mention. Isn't Reason Magazine a gay publication? No, Reason Magazine is... Uh, no, they I do, like, scientific else. and stuff like that. Couldn't be farther from what I just uh, said. <laughs> Experiencing Beauty and the Beast is like being held down and force-fed candy for two hours. Candy fans can take this as a recommendation, and lovers of well-made fantasy films and Broadway musicals will have a good time. But the movie is overstuffed with Disney's warm artificiality and at the end you may feel bloated and i go so it's a disney movie so it's a disney movie so it's a disney movie what did you think you were going to go see sir i I don't understand your reason magazine you're supposed to at least give the visage of high-mindedness here what did you think you were gonna go see now see here's people falling in love screw that how dare they i kind of want to go back and find this person's reviews of things like like anything transformers I've seen I've seen Phantom of the Opera both theatrically and you know the the musical live version, the play. The Joel Schumacher, yes. the Joel Schumacher one. The Joel Schumacher one, yes, that one. He did an admirable job converting the stage play. Especially yes, he did. Because he just made the Phantom Batman, right? Well, he wears no, a mask and he King, hides King, in a cave, King right? Is, 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 is the, no, 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 is the no. The, the, the character. 
that was that was a, that was probably one of the best adaptations I've ever seen with it. Sure, it was probably guess, one of the best again, adaptations. Yeah, stage shows are really hard to do because they yes. require lots of big set pieces, and with an opera, you have more time. Yes, to me, this movie felt like Phantom of the Opera. It with the music, with the score, with the the performances, it had everything that you could possibly want from this movie, and it oh. was. And I thought this movie was. Excellently done. And matter of fact, there were a couple times that I actually did tear up because it reminded me so closely of the original mm-hmm. and seeing the original. Did you get teared the up when they got the French wrong? <laughs> well, that was, you know, unfortunately, there's really See, that, no one that speaks French weird, in it. It, it. It's fascinating to hear you say that because for me, I would just go, oh, well, then I'll just go pop in the original movie and I'll just well, weep but see, because the original movie's really no, good. No, the French being wrong is the fact that when, wherever it is in the French, that's actually wrong. They refer. They're referring to a female character in the male. Yes. Uh, and it just pissed people off. It's like as much money as you spent on that film and all the things you got right. How did you get that wrong? Yes. Out of everything else, how did you not have someone who looked at it and went, "That's the wrong pronoun." Yeah. You have the male pronoun when you're speaking of a female character, and I think there's something else in it too that's incorrect. Oh, we got we got the internet message boards going crazy. Yeah, now. I'm just that, saying that's going to be fan it's, now. It's kind of a funny uh, thing. It just, it just well, something to it's just it for the DVD release. Sure, uh, you know, it's what? just it's, like there was I, something else that I was watching well, today James that Cameron had a fix the the Starfield in the sinking scene of the Titanic because of Neil true. deGrasse Tyson. They can <laughs> easily ADR. Oh, you could do yes, you could ADR and fix those lines. See, the only thing with this film is it led to. The new release for Disney Crossy Road as being Beauty and the Beast, and the song for it is Be Our Guest. And so as I'm playing it, all I can do is see my vest. That's <laughs> all that plays in my head as see my vest, see my the vest. The casting on this was brilliant. Sure. Yeah, Mr. Burns was great. I mean, you had, I mean, I, I totally did not know that Cogsworth was Ian McKellen. Yeah. Until yeah, he know. changed at it's the a, end. It's and a, uh, Emma Thompson is the Mrs. Potts. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor's Luminaire, Lumiere, and he, which by the way, in both versions, is really the only character that speaks with a French accent. Yeah, in, I mean, in the animated film, other than the opening Bonjour song, you know, Bonjour. The, that's the only other Welcome time you really to the hear any Castle of the Buffalo. <laughs> Would you like to go and see how hot he is? Go ahead. Um, no, there were a lot Legion. of, I, I've heard, I've heard a lot of people had issues with like the, the, uh, Agatha Singing. character and well, the, the some big, of the that. Big, I will say there was one complaint that I've seen and that, that please don't cast Hollywood actors who can't sing without dubbing over their voices. Cause of the same complaints as much as I enjoyed, uh, as much as I enjoyed, uh, the movie with, uh, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. La La Land. La La Land. Ryan which, Gosling. Which is, you know, it's got really good music and yeah. it's got a pr- really good story too, but. I can't sing. God, John please, Legend. I mean, when please, he sings in that movie, love of God, please dub over your actors. I'm sure they won't mind. Just get no. some, which one did you? You didn't like any of the songs? No, I like the music. He's I the only person I, I, I know. I just don't think Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone can sing that well. So I just feel I mean, like Elliot used to have. Just please dub. You over. had um, or, and voice actors. Voice actors in the early Disney films because sure. like Little Mermaid, the voice actor for was dialogue the singer. and the singer was yeah. different. Well, that's what they did with the Beast. But I will say yeah. a for effort to the both of them uh, for giving that. Ryan Gosling. Hey, Ryan Gosling. I mean, he was only on the Mickey Mouse Club. He only sang and acted then. Well, he probably could have sang. He probably sang better yeah, as a kid different. than he can as an adult. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Um, no, but I, I, this movie, I, I, I know people had a problem with it and people are always going to have problems with it, especially when something, it seems like when something is good, people have more problems with it. It's the thing that I noticed on myself because I, the original animated film is probably one of my favorite Disney movies and watching this, I was kind of like, I had, you wish you were Belle and you you could get with the beast. Yeah, exactly. Um, get with the beast. Get with the beast. I am the beast. I was gonna say you should put. Um, I got hair you all over. Put that on your dating profile. Get with the beast. Just Emma Watson is spinning in her grave right now. <laughs> Emma Watson did a good job singing, but I but I noticed when I was watching this, I started nitpicking stuff because I was like, that's not the same as the. Oh wait, no, I can't. You know, like I kept having to draw myself back out because I was like, you know, I'm trying. Well, to see, they, I mean, they made they made a couple changes. Entities. Like they didn't live in the windmill. In you know, like they did in the, in the animated movie, oh. they moved them into the actual village, but they stayed true where they take you to where they did live in Paris, in the side the windmill. So you know when she they they explained how she lost her mother, mm. 
and you know why? Is it really necessary though? I, I just it, it, it's one of those moments where they they needed to fill time to oh, for yeah. their relationship to get together, and it was one of those moments where you know yes they added the the enchanted book into this one instead of just having the mirror so that they they have the book spoiler alert they have a book that allows if you haven't seen beauty and the beast skip to this timestamp <laughs> if it, the one of the things that the enchantress gave him was a book that allows him to basically go where anywhere he wants to go but he's never used it because a beast doesn't fit anywhere into the world so he allows bell to use it to take him to he, you know, it's basically. Live in 2017. It was basically a way she for. in the middle of Times Square. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it was basically a way for, for him to allow her to, escape the castle okay. without actually escaping the castle, and it gave them a moment to go, because her dad would never tell her what happened to her mom. So this way, it gave her a chance to go there and find out, and it really showed the beast, softening up and really understanding bell and sure when you're turned into a monster as an 11 year old kid that kind of messes with but see head, that but, but they they changed that too because he's not he's not turned into a, he's older he's older matter older. of fact i don't think in the original he was turned into a beast as an 11 year old kid yeah, he was they just show him and scratch the penny no he was 11. still 11 no he was older in the, in the animated film too <clears throat> i'm pretty sure he was not according yeah. to how the storyline goes timeline because on his twenty first birthday he stuck that way, and he's been that way since uh, he's been that way for almost twenty years in the Ten movie. Years. Well, not but see in, oh, in, in the animated was, movie. No, I no, I see what you're saying. No. Eh, they don't give. I don't think they give you a, a distinct timeline I of how long. Stop arguing Disney with Sebastian. Well, I, I'm just t- stop I, arguing Disney with Sebastian. <laughs> It's like watching Brandon try to argue James Bond with Sebastian. I just told him to just stop. Just go in the corner. <laughs> because if that's the case, then Chip, what, did Chip get stuck as a kid for 20 years? At... That's, that was the, one of the bigger that's, things. That's one of the things like, that, that everyone's confused he about. He was is born that... a cup? Yeah. Was he born a cup or was he stuck that way? Because the Beast was a kid and he aged naturally as a Beast into an adult. But everybody else. But you don't. Age it doesn't. How do you figure he aged? Because when you see because him, because then if he was kissed, he would have turned back into an eleven-year-old kid, and that would just be very, very sad and confusing <laughs> for him. But the reason he got turned into the beast in the first place by the witch was because he was too vain. No, because he refused her entry into his home. I, I I'm getting I, a feeling I, didn't I, watch the original. I movie. disagree. <laughs> I disagree, but for the sake of moving along. Oh, now we're going to, for the sake of moving along? Yes, because I... After five years of doing this show, oh, we're going to, for the sake of moving along. So, Iron Fist... I'm going to read the plot here. An an enchantress disguised as an old beggar offers an enchanted rose to a young prince in exchange for shelter in his castle from the bitter cold, but he refuses. That young is why prince. she turned him into a monster. Yes, an eleven-year-old is a young prince. Yeah, but a nineteen-year-old can be a young, young prince. A young prince too, but okay. And it even says in the movie, ten years later. Yeah, but even so, it's look been at the ten pic- years since he was turned into. Look at the picture okay. that in that's in the West Wing that he claws. Yeah, I know. Okay, so older, he could he could have been sixteen. Oh, he yeah. could have been sixteen. Then it would have been so. past his twenty-first birthday. When what? Because it's 10 years passes since he's turned into a beast, and it, on his 21st birthday, if he doesn't find true love, he's stuck that way. So 10 minus 21 is 11. He's no, an 11. 10 minus 21 is minus 11. Minus 11. Negative 11. But yes, that would make him an 11 year old kid, according to the original film. So, anyways. So, which makes it even sadder because he's an 11 year old kid. I'm not going to let an old lady into my house if I'm an 11 year old kid and my parents aren't home. That's why you just look through the people and don't open the door. Show <laughs> people's in French castle. Yes, hello. Can I stay in your house? Who are you? No. My mom's not home. Well, guess what? You're turning into a monster. So, oh. anyways, um, another Disney property that was getting mixed reviews over the weekend that was launched was Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Um. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people haven't seen it um, and still are watching it. Um, do you guys think that the that the initial reviews were just for it? Every single review I read was 90% how this was the most racist thing any of them had ever seen on planet Earth. And then a little bit at the end about how the pacing was weird. Do you think that the racism came from the fact that 
Danny Rand is a white, well-to-do American. But then that wouldn't American. be racism because that's just his character. But most people are looking at it going, well, I understand. He, he does kung fu and he was... So do thousands of other little kids yeah. uh, around the world. And it, no one, no to one's me, going, hey, Timmy, get out of this kung fu class. What are you doing here? To me, most Cultural of the criticisms seem to be people that have never read or known sure. about the character. Which is fair enough, but I, th- I think to be succinct, it was it, none of the none of the reviews were about the content of the show, just about how this was the most stereotypical racist thing about Asian people on planet Earth, and there was none of that in the show. Yeah, none of this. The show, I, I in fact, the only white people in this entire show are Danny, the three Meachams, and that's basically it. Everyone else is... Yeah. That's their band name, right? The, the Three the Meachams. Meachams. The Three Meachams is a great band name. There you go for whoever starts a band out there. Because you have, uh, you have Colleen Wing, Meacham. who's a freaking badass. Mm-hmm. Night Nurse comes back. Badass. Yeah. Uh, the leader of the hand, Madame Gao, who gets amazing amounts of screen time in this. Yep. is great. Uh, and the episode that Rizza directed he directed episode six which is like a classic style like kung fu movie mm-hmm. like the the tournament the meeting up well the funny thing is the, he the he did that movie the man with, with the iron, iron fist Vince, right yeah it was which so was him. a really really fun movie i'm i'm actually the one thing i'm disappointed about i will say is uh there's some timing problems like the the pacing of the show is really up and down yeah but once you get to about episodes five and six like you know what the show's going mm-hmm. but that rizza didn't do the soundtrack for the show yeah because I think they should have done more with, uh, very much like with Guardians of the Galaxy, because uh, Danny has his iPod from from the 2000s. Right. Should have done more with the music in his iPod, which would have been really cool, because they only use it for like one or two moments in the entire show. And I feel like I doing think that. I think the first episode is really the It was the, the biggest only... one, yeah, with the Outcast song. With Outcast, song, yeah. When he's walking through and it's he takes off his headphones and the music stops. Mm-hmm. So I feel like... Well, you hear you hear a couple other songs, yeah, yeah. Later on. Well, and, like, and even stuff here and there. But uh, Rosario Dawson's character makes comment yeah, to her when she's, she's looking through, through the iPod. Yeah. And again, like it's like, oh, I kind of want a little more of that. And there, actually, so no, well, here's the soundtrack. Well, especially with Luke Cage having such a fantastic a beautiful soundtrack. Yeah. soundtrack uh, here's the thing, though. I will, and, there is one thing actually that I will say, having completed the series, that I will agree with one person on that they wished the show was a little weirder. In terms of presenting the mysticism and stuff, and as much as I agree with that, I yeah, can you can I, say the same thing for Doctor Strange. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I, I, I do think they could have gone a little, a little stranger with Doctor Strange but as well. The... Yeah, the, the you know drum snare top hat. Uh, but I think I think that they did a pretty good job representing things like Kunun mm-hmm. and the hand. Uh, any, I mean, even the like, there's like an alternate faction in the hand, like the two warring factions become a big thing. Well, but show. even even the characters that are pulled from the comic book, they did a really good job with the representation. Yeah. Like, Colleen Wing is freaking badass. I want her on the Defenders. Yeah. If if the Avengers can have two powerless heroes, Hawkeye and Black Widow, I want the daughter of the dragon. Well, they've on shown the both daughters of the dragons now. Yeah, yeah, they have. So there's a chance that we may see them in the Defenders. Uh, the defender, the the end of the series makes it very clear who the villain is going to be. Sure, uh, I haven't I haven't finished yeah. it yet. No, but it's it's if you've but I it, but I have yeah. I have seen they're basically the been the villain in every single Netflix show. Yeah, and I have seen though that which characters go on to. Uh, yeah, but no, uh, no but I, what I, here's what I love about these shows, and this and this is actually a complaint that I've seen from people, is that what I like about each one of them is they're enough alike. To make you realize that they're taking place within the same area yes. and same, you know, the same time, and the same city. Yeah, yeah. But they're different enough the way they're told that you get a distinctive style and characteristics and narrative, as I said earlier, no, I, I, I of each that. character. I agree with that. In fact, I think to I think because it's the way Netflix presents it. But I I see the Netflix series as being part of a whole, and a lot of people are taking them sort of at face value one at a time, which is what you should do. But if Netflix wants a better presentation for the show, what they should do is, you know, uh, the they should just do, like, The Defenders, and then Season 1 be Daredevil Season 1, Season 2 should be uh, Jessica Jones Season 1, and just do every single season of these individual shows... Into Under the one, header? Into one banner header, and 
I think that will clear up a lot of confusion for them. Because people, because uh. Jessica Jones, as dissimilar as it is from Daredevil, feels like the continuation of all the work that was done in Daredevil. Yes. At the end of this year, we have Punisher, and a Punisher is part of that world as well. Right. And then we're getting Defenders next year. No, and, Defenders is, is September. Defenders is the next so, one. So, well, so is Punisher. So then they're doing three series this year. Because uh, Punisher is the end of this year as well. So whatever. Are you sure it's the end of this year, not the beginning the of next? Punisher will. Mm-hmm. I just <laughs> weighing lace. See, I, I think I, I think I think you're wrong. I think it's Defenders is September, and then Punisher starts out the next year. So it would be what it would be in this time slot next year. Because they they're pretty. Because I know Defenders is, is this fall. Um, no, but yeah, they've done a good job where they they yeah, reference Punisher is scheduled to be released 2017. So it's on the slate for this year. Um, okay, so and they've they already, made they've already filmed it too because we've well, because had, he's got photos. He's well, they, they were. I think they're just wrapping principal. Yeah, so then, he's not included with the defenders. So that's no, probably why they're yeah. like, yeah, we'll just release it then too. Well, I mean, they, they for another version of the story. Here's one episode of the Punisher. How do we stop this bad guy? The end. <laughs> this looks like a job for. Poor shit. Oh shit! Everybody's <laughs> Um, oh God no! No, one of the nice things that they do with these shows is that they'll they'll have a couple characters that you know. Oh, they're saying Defenders mid twenty seventeen, so it looks like maybe the summer we're getting Defenders mid twenty mid would be September would be about that because that, that's what they had as slated. Well, mid would be they June. don't have to stick <laughs> to the same schedule. They can release yeah. Defenders in June if they, they want. Can, to. Yeah, they can because they're saying mid. Because remember when we used to have one that. Marvel movie a year, and then we had yeah. two, and now we have six. May, June, July, August <laughs> would be middle of the year. So I can see them trying to hit for a summer series, and then at the end of this year, throwing up the Punisher as a clean slate post. You know, summertime, they're like, hey, people they love staying indoors. Christmas Punisher. Yeah, Christmas episode. Special. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be, That'd awesome. be pretty cool. That's, a, that's what you do. Punisher for Santa. The preview image is the Punisher. Oh, or him, or John Berthold, ch- in yeah. the Santa suit. Just the, just the My mom never yeah. gave me what I wanted for Christmas. What was that, little one? A rocket launcher. No, but one of the nice things they do with this is that, like, um, Joy makes a comment about, you know, a private eye she had. And she yeah, and yeah. she just says, you know, real in passing. And he goes, like, how'd you get this done? You know, her brother asks, how did you get this done? She's like, well, you know, I had a private eye who's... Yeah. Really good when she's not drinking, so you automatically know. Yeah, no, it's Jessica Jones. Well, even I mean, and uh, the the you know they make reference to like the Incredible Hulk yeah. and stuff like that. No, no. Yeah, they said yeah, you guys have got more hits now on YouTube than the and Incredible Green guy, guy. Green guy. Yeah, because I can't say Hulk. Yeah. Well, they can. Oh, yeah, they can, but they they yeah. just when it comes down to it, they don't say the words Avengers. They don't say I each pre- one of them. I prefer that this world is still not quite used to it, especially because the Hulk never says his name to the people. It's like, he says Hulk smash and yeah. he smashes, but he's never yeah. going around like, citizen, me, I'm Hulk. Yeah. No. I don't even think he says Hulk smash, does he? No, he just said, uh, uh, I think he's not in the movies. movies. I've seen yeah. him say it like, in, in the cartoons. cartoons. Yeah, yeah, in the cartoons. Like and like and in the, no, in, uh, in the Incredible Hulk, I think he actually does say the, the does he? I think he says it at the very end. When he's fighting when he's abomination? abomination. I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, in the Avengers yeah, it's movie, not like everyone would have heard him. Yeah, but, but yeah, in the Avengers, the, the Avengers movie, he just like and he, yeah, he's the same. And he Captain no, because Captain America says Hulk yeah. smash. Yeah, and Hulk Burr. smash. Yeah, your uniform because it's ugly. As shit. <laughs> God, why are you wearing that thing? I can't follow you. Burr. But also, like Claire is reading letters from a penitentiary, where yeah. it's obviously going to be Luke Cage sending yes. her letters. Well, she makes a comment, you know, and then she does say "Sweet Christmas" a bunch of times. Yeah. And she makes I mean, comments she, like she he's his, indisposed she right has now. His shirt, yeah. yeah, one of the scenes that has bullet they, holes then, in it. Which is funny is Daredevil is the only one that they call Daredevil, and then, like, yes. They don't refer to Matt. Okay. Matt well, they even they even told him. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think Madame Gao is like is like, oh, all these people, the Daredevil. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, they they usually say the the Devil of Hell's Kitchen. No, but Kitchen. she actually she she, she, says she, the she explicitly calls him Daredevil. Well, and there was a moment, the time when uh, ran, when um, Danny falls from the building, and uh, and you know, and Ward brings him back in and says, "What do you think you are, Daredevil?" Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I, I'm in, I'm enjoying. It's just not. It's not my favorite of the bunch. I think Daredevil still at the tops. Yeah, with Luke Cage being my my number two. Luke Cage was amazing, but I, I still like Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones still really good. It's it's they're all they're really all enjoyable really good. shows. They were all really good. I I'm, think Iron Fist did a really good job. Oh, no, the other thing they did is they show you the inside the club. 
when uh, when yes, Madame Gal in, is in, getting uh, the she's calling all her assassins for the yeah for the and tournament. They show you the inside of uh, the nightclub from Luke Cage. Yeah, so, yeah so it's it, it's one, if you if you're going into the show reading reviews and expecting uh, Asian stereotypes yeah. and uh, you, you know get gongs uh, and. and <laughs> People fighting in geese or have dragon tattoos. You will be sorely disappointed. Well, technically the there is. You came up with was gongs. Technically, gonna... there is one dragon tattoo. Sure, the one. And the students do wear geese. And they do wear geese, but uh, and not, they do have they do have the, a not the Mandarin collars. They do have a Chinese New Year scene. They do, but they're Chinese. Everybody's just you know walking around in normal street clothes <laughs> as they're with. As, a, but there's a kabuki mask. Yeah, of course. But Danny Rand isn't fighting in a kabuki mask. Uh, Actually, he is. Well, technically, he is. <laughs> well, they're just mixing Chinese and Japanese all. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, but but that was it's one of all the, this. But there is a cool moment when when Colleen Wing or yes, yeah, 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 Wing says she makes a comment about oh well you know he he picks up a katana and starts using it and she goes and she does it even better and he goes well you know because the katana is supposed to be a Japanese weapon right and, and she's wielding it like a Japanese sword and he he's doing it more like he was using it like a Chinese yes. street sword and she's so like, there's no, there's no, a no, nice comment a katana with that Chinese stuff yeah and this one was really funny like it's like all right they know what they're doing. Yeah, and that's why you know he makes a comment about wanting to teach kung fu in her, her dojo. He, he's and... not Charlie Chan. No, right? <laughs> Charlie Chan. No, I mean, but uh, I didn't get which the racism. What, which is in what it. every review basically said. This was it was a white guy pretending to be Chinese, you know, doing racist things. And I was if if you're expecting any of that, you're just you're just not going to get it. No, but there's sometimes he reminds me of his acting and listening to him. It reminds me of. Um, Oh God! I just lost it. <laughs> Ray Dong Chong. No, <laughs> of uh, of oh shit! Uh, he looks kind of like Jude Law, but he also he reminds me of um, fuck me! I just lost it. Jackie Chan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> totally a different way. <laughs> Chow Yun Fat. No, stop! You're making it worse. Jet Li. <laughs> no, you're making it worse. <laughs> Sammo Hong. His acting. <laughs> um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Sometimes he sounds and, and acts like Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio is not Chinese. No, he's not Chinese. <laughs> he didn't do a kung fu movie. <laughs> I'm sure, he has somewhere. That's why I was saying you guys are going the complete opposite of where I was. <laughs> um, Van Bing Bing. <laughs> We're yeah, being more racist than the actual show was. Ding Ding Boom. They keep making reference to the dragon, and I keep. That'd be what the defenders go up against. That would be so awesome. That'd be weird. <laughs> and, and they even handle his origin in a. Because I was talking to, I was talking to a mutual friend. You would, you would know him, Chris. But he was because he was, he hasn't seen the show yet. He hasn't had time. But he was asking about all the things here, and you know, for him, he's, he's for him, he's happy. He's like, hey, look, you know, Asian Americans getting representation. It's all you know, even just little having some of that. You know, like he's hoping to see characters uh, like Shang-Chi show up, which would be very, very cool if they ever... Oh, yeah. They want to do a straight oh, yeah. Kung Flu, Shang-Chi... Yeah. Oh, God. Which would, be, which would be awesome. But even then, I was telling him like, all these plot Captain points in the ass. show. But he said the same thing. He's like, man, all these reviews made it sound like there was going to be... Oh, God. Some... Ryan, uh, Brandon's friend Ryan, yeah. Ryan Elopoulos, he was scared out of his mind. Look, was there, there was yeah. no whitewashing of this film no, or this well, show they, at all. They even handle his origin a lot. Instead of just being a rich guy who's like looking for answers and enlightenment, and yeah. blah blah blah. He's a little kid who crashes in the Himalayas and he's saved by the monks and he just lives there. And even the Iron that Fist... is uh, in Car Andrews' last Iron Fist yes. series, that seems to be the premise that they've kind they've of pulled from. Which is, is Car yeah, Andrews? Gets, is a great yeah, he gets into. Con Luna when he was very young. Right. He was raised in it. And yeah, well, the, the reason... I think, they, I think the Matt Fraction at Rubaker's run a bit of did that, that too. same thing, too. Well, he couldn't come back origin. because it, it's, it goes to a different dimension. Yeah, it goes to a different dimension. Well, no, he couldn't come back because his parents are dead. <laughs> and <laughs> that was, like, the, the new... It's basically is, uh, I think, in Car Andrews' series, it's the butler actually kills his father. As his father goes nuts trying to find Con Luna. Right. And so the butler sabotages the expedition... So that this craziness will stop, but of course, Danny is found by the monks of Kunlun. Isn't it oh, Kunlun? Kunlun, whatever. It's Kunlun. It's always called Kunlun. And uh, they even do like even the Iron Fist powers. They sort of make reference to, you know, there are more Iron Fists per generation than you would assume because they have to pass mm -hmm. the powers along. Because they do show a scene in 1948 with that Iron That's Fist. That's straight from Fractman and Rubik's. Yeah, it friend. is. 
they do. Uh, they they hint that Madame Gao may be an Iron Fist because she's yep. from Kunlun as well. Well, uh, she also makes reference to being tortured in the 17th century. Yes, she's been alive for hundreds of years, and she's even said, "I would never have expected to see another Iron Fist so soon." Oh, and she does. I mean, she does. You do see with her chi that she pushes him away. Yeah, you know, yeah. all the no, force they, pushes they do, him they away. Do, they they do really cool stuff, and the power has to be earned. You have to earn the power of the Iron Fist. Yes, it's not like a birthright. Thing well, they anymore. did make reference to some of it being a birthright, but he he sure. earned it. He earned it, yeah. No, because they have the people who train in Kunlun. Yeah, people who train yeah. in Kunlun train to become the Iron Fist, and then they have to go on a like a like a like a quest, Damn. and then they have yes. to be selected to carry the power of the Iron Fist and defend Kunlun. It's not like, oh, Danny Rand, you were born for this, right? Blah blah blah. No, no, no. He worked to be the Iron Fist. Yeah, it made it seem like they in the the monks chose who was ready to go on the quest. Yes. Essentially, because uh, Davos has the issue that yeah. he was okay. Joking. Stop right there. And Davos is stop right there. Really cool character too. Davos Davos's character is very cool. I thought you told everybody to stop and you keep going. I'm actually going to stop all of you because I'm going to I'm going to actually answer your question. So how old is the Beast when he gets cursed? Disney answers it in 1997. The direct-to-video sequel Beauty and the Beast: The Enchanted Christmas. The movie's about Belle trying to bring Christmas to the castle prior to breaking the curse. There's a flashback scene explaining why the Beast hates Christmas. It was the day he was cursed, and it clearly shows the prince as a young boy at the time, around the age of 10 or 11. Okay. So it was. Booyakasha. But it does mention in the same article, it makes Chip totally weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's always been that. That's, that's always Well, see, been there was the also speculation hole. that, because Luminaire makes the comment of 10 years. Yes, and they even say 10 years later... Because well, hell, Chip could have been just born when it happened. Who knows? That's also very, very true. He could and have he, been a little baby. Yeah. The, end, the end of this article from BuzzFeed.com says, yeah, that brings the... up a lot of questions. Like, what kind of good enchantress curses an 11-year-old for not wanting to be let in by a random stranger at night? Especially one who is a prince, could be assassinated, assassinated or whatever. What kind of prince answers the door himself anyway? He can't be that selfish or lazy if he does There's that. A, it... Also, no wonder he's screwed up. His only friends are servants. Like, he doesn't even have a family. Where are his parents? If he's the prince, then where is the king? My, How my, did a whole my... kingdom not notice that their prince had turned into a beast? And what is the deal with Chip? Was he born as a teacup? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw out one the the thing about the enchanters punishing him for not letting it is in a lot of medieval and uh, like Victorian stories and mythology there is always that element of like being virtuous and stuff like that and sort of being tested for virtue yeah. so I can see that but it does make it cruel because it's an eleven year old kid but yeah when you when you look but at the modern again, glasses but, but, but Sebastian's but fan theory here and that, that, this is this is for you uh, Tumblr and Twitter <laughs> you turn a little kid into a monster. Sebastian's fan theory is is that he killed his parents, and the reason why the townspeople fear going to the castle is because they don't know that little kid is the beast. They just assume that the beast killed their the their the lord and just lives in the which castle. is a nice twist to what they did with it with this movie with right. the live action. Because look, you you yeah of course your lord and lady are gone, but you know there's a beast that lives up in that mountain. The assumption let's is, go get the beast. That assumption is what? that that you beast kill the king. Him, kill, oh, kill let's kill let the, the king. beast live there. You but stay no, on the, the way the way that they made the adjustments for that plot hole in the in the new movie is it's anyway very well to bring that up. Yeah, no, he's yeah he's an eleven year old. Let's get back to talking about sad. Iron Fist for another forty five minutes. Well, <laughs> we are running kind of long now, so he uses. There's none of that either. None of that. He doesn't do. Oh well, then I'm not gonna watch it. That's racist for not having that in there. Again, again, this is, you know, like Verge and BuzzFeed and uh, CBR and uh, the Mary Sue all told me that I was basically going to go back in time to Charlie Chan and (laughs) Bruce Lee as Kato. Didn't get any of that. You, 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 you set up horrible expectations for the viewers of this show. So on a sadder note. (laughs) Iron Fist is not racist. (laughs) Iron Fist is not racist, but... Comic legend Bernie uh, Wrightson passed away he recently. Did, uh, brain cancer, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yes, we also lost uh, uh, Chuck Berry yesterday. We did. Which, 90 years old, you kind of... Was his brain cancer known to others besides maybe him and his wife? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that I don't sort know. Sort of like how Darwin Cook... I mean, yeah, well, yeah, Darwin Cook didn't, didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Bernie Wrightson may have, and just as someone who hasn't been as much in the limelight recently. Yeah, but it forced him to retire from comics, so when was that? The last thing he was working on, he was doing uh, another Frankenstein. Wasn't yeah, he? wasn't he doing Frankenstein mm-hmm. Line Alive? Yeah. So, but that last issue was a little while ago. Yeah, that was what, five years ago. Maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, if he was diagnosed about that time. 
Does he also worked on the Swamp Thing? He works yep. for Heavy Metal. Created Swamp Thing. Created Swamp Thing. Yeah. And then the Frankenstein book. Frankenstein did a lot of horror work. Yep. Yeah, uh, lots he did, of horror. Uh, work. Production art for movies and television yep. and stuff like that. Um, he wasn't that old. He was uh, was born what like 1948. He was like in his late 60s. I think it was mid 60s when I looked at. 48 would make it almost 70. Yeah. 69. So. So shame, shame. Go go check out classics. One thing stuff like that. You won't be disappointed. Uh, 68. Yeah, he did a comic book version of Stephen King's uh, Creep Show. Yeah, yeah. The 1983 did. edition of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. He spent seven years screening. Somewhere around 50 illustrations for the book. Uh, conceptual artist on a number of films, including the original Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Galaxy Quest and Creep Show director yep. J.J. Romero's Land of the Dead. Yep. Uh, he did, like, uh, I think he did the, the Faculty Alien Invasion movie, yeah. was another one on that list. So. Had a lot of pieces, a lot of hand, uh, handed stuff that. You may not realize. It was basically, basically you know, one of the kings of, of monsters. I think the king of that, that kind of thing. Gary Gianni, Gary, Gary Gianni probably took it really hard. As soon as he, you look at Gary Gianni's art, you can tell he's trying to do right, rights. And yeah. Remember, um, one of the artists I know on, on Facebook, Tom Feister, said that he broke many a pencil trying to make himself look like Wrightson when he was a teenager. Trying to realized, emulate him. You know what? There's a reason why nothing looks like Wrightson's because nobody can do it. He can only do it on his own. So, I mean, he did a lot of work with like heavy metal and stuff. Yeah, yeah, the yeah heavy metal magazine, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's another sad loss. We, you know, in the uh, comic book world, starting um, to see those big names go. Yeah. Yeah. When comics is you know almost a hundred years old, you're going to start yeah. seeing a lot yeah, of those older names. Those names are also still early. Yeah, they're still young. Compared oh yeah, to, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Bernie Wrightson being sixty-eight is not late eighties. Not very old. Yeah, not yeah, especially you know, like when you're comparing like Chuck Berry just died at ninety, so you yeah. know you're you're looking. I mean, you expect something like that, or you not that you really expect, but you you see it starting to come. Like right. you're getting up to that age. Like we talk about John Williams all the time, and we know that he's getting to be at that age where you start having to. Yeah, John Williams will question your reason that Melissa and I splurged and got composers yeah. uh, yeah. feed off of when your mortality is starting to reach. You know, no, Melissa and I splurged and got. Basically, box seats for Matrix sure movies this year. Yeah, because nice. we're just like, how many more times are we actually going to be able to see him? So, um, yeah, so that's very, it's very sad news to to lose rights and, um, and he has he's done some some amazing work. And if you haven't checked it out, do check it out. Anything else you guys got? So we don't end on a really down note. Iron Fist is racist. <laughs> I pooped today. Has it been a while? Mm-mm. No, I thought we were just sharing oh, good news. Oh, well, good congratulations. Good bowel movements thank always you. welcome. Yes, thank you. Well, <laughs> keep having some more of that Pizza Hut pizza. You'll, you'll that cheese will clog you right up. <laughs> no, that'll, that'll plug that'll that hole right up. No, it won't. No, that'll, the, the grease in that thing, slide it right out <laughs> like, like a, a slip and slide. Just <laughs> nope. Chris, anything? Nope, that's it. Sebastian? No. Mikey? <laughs> Mikey. <laughs> Ethan? I already told you, Mikey. Yeah, you told us. Took a big dump. Dump. Put All eyeballs right. on it and call it an emoji. He's going to make a billion-dollar movie. All right, then I'm going to call it. So make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show, and we are on Instagram as Nerdables. So for Chris, Sebastian, Mikey, and Ethan, I'm R.A. saying we'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.